Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back. Droid Life Show today, uh, episode 165. It's Friday, February 23rd. I'm your host, Kellen, with me, Tim. Tim, Tim. Hey, guys, how's it going, Tamir? So, we're working on a huge show today. Um, MWC kicks off this weekend in Barcelona. So, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on there we want to talk about. And there's just been a lot of news in general that we want to cover. So, uh, hang with us if you want for the entire show it's it, it could be a long one um but it should be good there, there's a lot of actual fun stuff to talk about uh including sony uh maybe making moves finally after all these years um but anyway i want to start off by acknowledging the fact that we're giving away two lg v30 phones uh courtesy of our friends at at&t uh that contest ends monday february 26th at 9 a.m pacific so if you want to win an lg v30 from at&t uh go to the site actually and if you're watching this on youtube i'll try to throw a link in the uh in the description but either way go to the site we're giving away two lg v30s again on monday february 26th so all right so let's jump into this mwc mobile world congress is this weekend barcelona it's always like kind of around the last weekend of february and in the past it's been a time where um well, I, I should say there was a shift. At one time, it was like Samsung dominated it and like LG and HTC tried to keep up as well. And then Samsung went away from it because they were like, we're going to do our own thing. And then it was like LG, HTC show, Sony, Huawei then stepped in and tried to take over too. Uh, and then now this year, Samsung's returning to MWC and everyone else is kind of running away from it, except for Sony because they're, <laughs> they're like always there. Um, so we've got really two big events samsung's on sunday morning if you're in the u.s it'd be samsung's on sunday morning and then sony's on sunday night in the u.s anyway um so those are the two big ones huawei is announcing something i don't know that it'll be phones it could be like mid-range stuff it could be like a new android powered laptop or something i don't we're pretty sure the p20 isn't coming until march so i don't really know they're doing motorola we could get moto g6 though i don't know that they've really announced that they're hosting an event i can't find one anywhere they haven't told us that they're hosting one um and then google already announced a bunch of stuff lg has some stuff kind of but they pretty much already announced it so it's gonna be a weird mwc but obviously headline is samsung so galaxy s9 galaxy s9 plus will be announced and uh when those are announced uh We'll probably be able to pre-order pretty quickly, don't you think? I would hope so. They, in the past, anyway, they've pretty much announced phones, and then it's usually like at midnight that same day. They're like, "Okay, pre-orders open up everywhere, like T-Mobile, Verizon, AT, wherever." Um, and so we think we got pricing this week. Um, Evleeks posted up a screenshot of European pricing, and it was like almost a thousand euros. I think there was eight forty euros and a thousand euros, and that translates to about a thousand bucks us 1200 bucks us really expensive um but you you pointed out the fact that that usually never directly translates from one country to the next like if it's a thousand euros for the plus in europe it'll probably be a thousand bucks here right like that's kind of typically how samsung does these things so it could that could mean 850 for the regular s9 and maybe a thousand for the galaxy s9 plus um why the big price difference? Well, dual camera in the Galaxy S Plus, more RAM. I don't know if there's more storage, but it's like more RAM, dual camera, and a bigger display, which obviously means like bigger battery and stuff like that too. But 150 bucks seems like a... We, I don't know that we've seen that jump, have we? Like, I think even Google did one of those weird jumps. I don't know that it was 150. It was like 80 or 120. 
It seems super steep, but if there's one company who can get away with charging those types of prices for their devices, it's Samsung. And, you know, iPhone sort of set the bar or uh, Apple set the bar really high uh, just with pricing. I mean, we have thousand dollar smartphones now. Um, It's nothing to be shocked about. Galaxy Note 8, very expensive as well, except it has an S Pen. That's at least $250 of value right there. Um, it, it it doesn't exactly surprise me. I'm assuming, you know, I guess just my hunch is that the prices will be a little bit uh, less expensive than what we see. Of course, you know, we aren't going to see like that straight, you know, conversion from Euro to US. That would just be ridiculous. Samsung wouldn't sell anything. <laughs> right. no. So I, I can see it being a little bit lower. I know we talked about S8 and S8 or S9 and S9 plus pricing the last show. And we wrote down our estimations of, I don't have those on hand now, of course, but yeah, uh, I, was gonna, I don't remember what I said. <laughs> oh, really? I, I did save them somewhere. So don't worry. I do have them um, for when the time comes, <laughs> but uh, Oh, here we go. I actually pulled it up. Galaxy S9. I had starting at 749 and then S9 plus at 849 you said S9 775 and 875 for the S9 plus yeah so neither. if these numbers are what they are we were way <laughs> off well we have um we have these for looking back when we do get official pricing maybe this weekend so i guess we'll find out but yeah you know, people aren't surprised, but they're also not pleased, right? I mean, but of course, none of this is confirmed. Like, this is not confirmed U.S. pricing. Right, we can't, like, obsess too much over it. No, this you can't. Like, we don't know what they will be. No, um, not at all. I guess we have phones are getting expensive. And uh, I, I guess, we should, like you said, we shouldn't really be shocked if it's, like, 850 and 1,000 or 850, 950. Like, like, the S8 and S8 Plus unlocked ones, I think, were 725 at 825 or something like that last year. So... I mean, really, these phones have everything you want or would want. The only problem is that they suck when it comes to software updates. Yeah. You know, so you're getting a good software experience out of the box. Maybe six months down the road, it starts slowing down a little bit. That Grace UI or top Samsung experience, whatever they're calling it these days, TouchWiz. Um, Forever TouchWiz in my book. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're getting good cameras, awesome display, fantastic hardware design. I mean, I still think these phones are, sure, they look like last year's, but, I mean, how much better can you make it, I guess? I I don't know. They look pretty good to me, so I just don't know what more you can really ask for. I'm sure it's going to have, like, facial recognition stuff, iris scanning, and all this ridiculousness. So, plus, we're getting a fingerprint reader in the right spot, like, right in the middle of the back. Actually, so, it seems like not that big a deal, but it is kind of a big deal. Oh, it's a massive I, deal. With the S8 Plus and the Note 8, we've talked about this, and I still know how anyone can try to stand with Samsung and the terrible placement those had. But it, it, I never used the fingerprinter on those phones because they were that bad. Like, I had to set up any other workaround to keep my phone secure, but not force me to use their stupid... So, like, it's a big deal. Like, it'll, we'll get back to actually using fingerprint readers on Samsung phones, which I'm excited about. I like fingerprint readers. I, too, like fingerprint readers. I don't... I'm not big on the iris scanning not not huge on facial recognition so i need a a well placed fingerprint reader so this is huge news for me yeah so the guys at win future posted up well it seems like they found a live page i would i would assume of uh like a samsung galaxy s9 s9 plus landing page um either that or they got access to press materials before anyone and they posted up a whole bunch of stuff that 
I mean, I, I believe it, it confirms what we're going to get announced. Like, there's been leaks and, and rumors and all this stuff. These guys, I mean, like, the images they post and stuff, they look exactly like what you get on a Samsung press site or at least on a landing page. And they, and they I mean, they laid it out. They said, you get that 5.8-inch AMOLED on the S9, 6.2-inch on the S9+. Plus. It'll run Oreo, Snapdragon 845, or the Exynos 9810 in other countries. 64-gig storage and 4-gig RAM in the S9, 64 and 6-gig RAM in the S9+. Plus. Um, just a single 12-megapixel on the S9, but is that variable aperture that we've talked about, the f1.5 to f2.4? And then on the S9+, Plus, it's dual camera. Also 12-megapixel with that variable aperture, and then another 12-megapixel. And they didn't say whether that's a zoom lens or what that is. I- I'm thinking probably a zoom lens for the secondary camera, but we don't have that confirmation. Uh, batteries, 3,000 milliamp hour, 3,500 milliamp hour, which is the same as the S8, S8+, Plus, USB-C, wireless charging, Bluetooth 5, fingerprint reader, iris scanner, stereo speakers, which... It's actually pretty good. Samsung, I don't know the Samsung one has ever had stereo speakers. So that's a big deal. IP68 and then a bunch of colors. I mean, like we kind of know everything. There's not going to be any surprises outside of, well, here's some of the new software stuff we've done. And I, you know, yes, I am a Samsung software hater. So I don't know that I'm going to get that excited about whatever they announce for soft. Cause you know, it'd be like an emoji, their version, which I think they're calling 3d emoji, which is fun. I guess like, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. That yeah, is that awesome. Fun to play with, um, except that like everyone will probably need that same phone in order for it to work. I'd imagine, which kind of sucks. That's a good point. So we won't be able to like you and I will be sending these things to each other. You won't be able to send them to anyone else. That's fine. You're the only person I talk to. It's true. <laughs> Um, their information shows that pre-orders could start as early as the 25th, which is the day these phones will be announced. Um, again, I think that will probably be more like midnight. Um, and then they may start shipping as early as March 8th. I think Ev Leaks said they weren't going to ship until the following week, which was, I thought he said like the 17th. Maybe he didn't. Maybe I'm just confused there. I thought he said it was the following week, but when future says maybe by the eighth, which is a Thursday. So maybe that'll be the ninth. That's two weeks out from the announcement. So I don't know what, what else is there to like talk about with these phones? Like Samsung or they're kind of like Apple nowadays where like every single thing just gets leaked and leaked and leaked and leaked leading up to it. And so a lot of the surprise is gone um, outside of pricing and official dates uh and then again some software stuff like we know what their samsung experience with oreo looks like like we've had it on the s8 in beta for a long time so it's like that software won't be that new so it's gonna have to be yeah like the 3d emoji i thought they i saw somewhere they're gonna create some new like social platform called like use up or use up us up say that that sounds ridiculous and will fail immediately so i don't know why that is um i don't know hard to get really you know big is gonna be everywhere they're gonna try to show off all this cool new bixby stuff and you know you everyone knows how we feel about bixby bixby sucks <laughs> <laughs> pretty much the only way to put that um so anyway that happens sunday sunday morning it's when that goes down and obviously we're in our home offices we don't ever go to mwc if you guys are we're hoping that we were gonna have all the galaxy s9 exclusive hands-on <laughs> that's just not gonna happen we don't go to mwc and samsung doesn't really talk to us so anymore at this point so not really much we can do there we will obviously eventually get our hands on these phones and do everything that we do with them but it's gonna be a little while thankfully we only have like two weeks you know they announce it and then the phone's like ready so it won't be that long but yeah we don't 
Samsung doesn't talk to us. Why can't we get like a red S9? I'm, I've been talking about red phones for a long time, and really the only yeah the only companies that have done it right was Sony with one of their compact phones that came in red that was super hot, and of course the Nexus Five uh, that also came in red for a little bit. We need red phones. Uh, something about red for these S9s would be ridiculously hot. Black red fronts, red would be great, or a see-through, kind of like what we got with uh, HTC and the U11 Plus or whatever, because it never came here. HTC's see-through thing is one of the coolest, like like changes to hardware I've seen in a long time. And who knows if we'll ever see it happen again? Like that's like the end of HTC. I think. It's super smart. I mean, people love, I mean, the nerds geek out over that stuff. They want to see through, they want to see like the little, like the NFC cool. magnets and all this stuff. Oh, I think like Jerry rig, everything like scrapes and paint off of like a note eight and like the whole thing was see through. Right. And mm-hmm. it, like, it, I think somebody did that years ago too. He just did it most recently, but I remember, yeah, the, the the Galaxy Note 5, uh, someone, you were able just to take off the back glass and strip off whatever coating they put on there and just made it see-through. And it was awesome. Like, that's what I want. So, yeah. yeah. yeah I think they should deliver a see-through one. I, I'd be, I'd totally buy that. Oh, dude. A lot of people would buy a see-through phone. <laughs> Except the display, of course. You can't see through that. What? All right. So, uh, that's Samsung news. It's obviously huge news. Um, we'll have all that coverage for you on Sunday morning. Uh, but where I think we're excited and, and I don't know that we should be as excited as we are. Shout out Bertzer in the chat. Sony. So Sony is going to be at the show and uh, they did announce um, a press conference, which we're like Tim and I tried to do like the numbers, the timing change zone. We think it's 1130 PM Pacific on Sunday night. So that's, you know, really early in the morning if you're on the East coast. Uh, but anyways, they are going to announce new phones and uh, Ev leaks dropped all those details this morning. And it looks like it's going to be the X Xperia XZ two. And then there will also be an XZ two compact. You want to talk a little bit about these bad boys? Oh gosh, absolutely. Um, Sony, my dark horse for like MWC announcement of the year. Uh, I'm super stoked on it. We we originally heard that Sony, and this is thanks to rumors and reports that came out, but then Sony kind of backed it up with a tweet that they sent out uh, that showed a hand, uh, just like a digital, like illustrated hand, yeah. but then this this curved line that was sort of moving towards the hand. So of course, uh, people people were freaking out. We we've had the same look for the Xperia lineup since uh, 2012, I believe. So it's been a long time. I know it's a long time to have the same looking phone, dude. Do you have a name for it? What What is the stupid name for their old design? I didn't know there was actually yeah, terrible. There is a name and it is Omni Balance. Oh, it's great. something like, uh, you know, like a shoemaker would come up with for like their souls, like Omni Balance souls. Name for their display? Triluminous. Yeah, it's just as bad as that. Yeah, oh. almost, almost just as bad as Triluminous. Omni balance is at least easier to write out when you're typing it, unlike triluminous. Yeah. So, uh, according to VentureBeat, we uh, this weekend we will have the Xperia XZ2 and the Xperia XZ2 Compact announced. And this phone, it looks different. Uh, they have ditched Omni balance, and instead of sort of like that, you know, regular. I don't need to explain to you what an Xperia phone looks like. They all look the same. So. What we have now is a rounded corners uh, hardware design. It's made out of aluminum. Uh, on the front, on the, the larger XC2, not the compact, uh, 5.7-inch full HD display. 
18 by 9 aspect ratio. Uh, again, I, I did say full HD. It's not quad HD or this. Uh, was that like full HD? Plus. Yeah. One plus yeah. five, same thing. 1080p, but it's fine. It's totally fine. You're going to be getting good battery life. Uh, the larger one does have a 3180 milliamp hour battery, but um, it also comes with Snapdragon 845, 19 megapixel camera, f1.8, uh, rear facing fingerprint reader. So they took it out of the power button that they've been doing again for years. And I know, and it's on the back. Like this phone is really shaping up to be something special. Uh, it says it has S Force front facing stereo speakers ingress protection we don't know what rating yet wireless charging and it will come with android 8.0 at launch that's is oreo that so, pretty good updating their phones so we just not terrible. Because they're not in the u.s exactly um smaller guy pretty similar in terms of specs but it will have a five inch display and instead of the large one of course and that uh that brings with it a smaller battery at 2870 milliamp hours so Things are shaping up pretty good for Sony right now. I said in the post, I was like, you now have our attention, Sony. And what they need to do is uh, maybe partner with like one U.S. carrier. I don't care if it's T-Mobile, not Sprint. Don't do Sprint. But like partner up with T-Mobile or Sony and just bring it here, man. Get big. And that that would be cool. It's going to be hard. Well, it, There's a whole bunch of things like when I look at this. But <clears throat> the carrier stuff to address that for it's going to be really hard. Like they had a partner with Verizon for years. And that just went so poorly that even I doubt Verizon even is going to want any part of this. You never know. It would be, I think, somebody like either AT&T or T-Mobile to possibly take this on. I almost don't see that happening. Like I think like this will be the year where I think we, I mean, look, we're getting really excited about a phone. We don't actually know anything about yet. Um, I think it's, it, it could be like, we get excited for a year. Hopefully next year, somebody gets it. I, I, I don't know. Um, either way, I think what would be great is if they announce this and they actually sell it in the U S right away, like throw it on Amazon, throw it in there. So whatever they do, typically they announce these things. And then it's like three or four months, five, six months down the road. They finally come to the U S the price hasn't dropped. No one's going to pay that because they're starting to get out. That sort of thing. It's, it's always been really weird with them, but this phone though, like design wise, like you were saying, like it, it almost looks a little bit like a mix of HTC U11 because it's kind of got that pillowy curved glass on the back, um, but then everything's like vertically aligned down the middle. Uh, the camera sits pretty low in the back, which is kind of weird, but whatever. Um, and then the front also kind of looks like the U11 with that sort of curved edge to the glass, except you know there's more um, display panel up front than there was on the U11. So it kind of reminds me of the HTC U11, which was a nice looking phone. Except, you know, it doesn't have the fingerprint reader on the bottom. It has it on the back. Um, you know, if it comes to the U.S., then the fingerprint reader should stay there. You know, like when they put in the power button, it was like, wasn't it Apple had like basically told them like you can't do that here or something like that? Which <laughs> something. So like whenever the, their phones came to the U.S., they didn't have a fingerprint reader because it was in the power button. They weren't like allowed to do that or something. So with it on the back, that that feature doesn't go away. Um, I don't know. If I've ever been that impressed with Sony cameras, but maybe this one. Maybe this will be the one. I don't know. It's also been a few years because they just don't send anything over here anymore. But like stereo speakers, wireless charging, like people love wireless charging for some reason. For some reason. 45. Like it's got a lot of goods. It's a new design. Like I, I don't see anything here groundbreaking, right? Like in terms of design, but 
it's Sony like making this come. It's like when I got all excited about HTC and the U11 Plus that never came here. It was like them finally joining the party. It's like Motorola this year. We'll probably get excited about Motorola again because they're going to join this new school party of like all display where we've like maxed out design capabilities. Like this is exciting. It is. Like Samsung releasing last year's phones with some upgraded internals. Sony's like, let's do it different, which I know looks kind of like what Samsung's, but whatever. At least they're like hanging out now. Agreed. It's exciting. Yeah. Exciting until Sunday night when they go, we'll announce US something, something. Six months from now. <laughs> we don't see anything. One thing that I think everyone should pay attention to, too, is we only have this picture from Venture Beat of the black one. Sony always kills it with colors. They always, like you were talking about, where's like a red Galaxy, you know, S9 or something. Sony always has the best colors. There was like weird greens and blues and stuff. And they've had red phones in the past, like in the claws over there i have like a cracked xperia xc5 compact whatever the hell in red so that's the other thing to pay attention to is like they always have the best colors of phones it's just we never buy their phones there you go nice little tangent yeah i'm excited for so i mean you know like there was a couple years where i was like a sony fanboy like the compact series i like bought every i imported like every one like i love my small phone and they were terrible but i was so excited about them this kind of brings back some memories a little bit. That's a good thing. It That's is. It's nice I, to have another player. Anyone else's stuff right now. Exactly. I'm going to keep writing pieces about how the Pixel 2 XL is like my love of my love. <laughs> That's your iPhone. It's my iPhone. <laughs> and like, you know, you know, so Sony, maybe they'll change it up a little bit. <laughs> maybe they'll change. I think they're going to steal the show. I think in terms of you and I, mm. steal the damn show. Yeah, I mean, you can. It's just been the same thing year over year with the Samsung stuff, you know. And now that this phone looks identical to last year's, uh, we need a dark horse. We need Sony to just bring the heat and make it lit. <laughs> That's right, you do. Yeah, and Berter, Berter, how are you feeling, buddy? Oh, he's feeling so good. God, I'm just trying to scroll through the chat to see what he's been saying. Berter, I don't feel the level of excitement we were expecting. Oh, he's been ta- he's been going off. Yeah. Well, he's been you know, Bert's are is well, like our another yeah. to take Samsung down a peg. There we go. He's, he's been educating us on Sony availability in the U.S. and all this stuff. Like, I mean, we just haven't paid attention because there's just no need really. Um, they yeah. just don't have a huge U.S. presence. But Bert's right on top of it, so For he should be like our go-to Sony guy. <laughs> listening, not live in yeah. like audio only birds are is in the chat and we're talking to birds because he's like the sony guy every time we bring up sony phones he gets really excited so yeah chat right now this is a big Go deal for him everything that sony does it's great mm-hmm. uh and if, if you don't if you're wondering like we just we stream live on youtube also and we keep a chat going there's always a handful of people and we talk to them throughout the show if you're ever wondering audio only folks yeah come hang out with us sometime yeah. So uh, anyway, that's exciting stuff. The Sony stuff's exciting. You know, we haven't um, gotten excited about Sony in, in quite some time. So <laughs> it's not coming to the U.S. Let's be real. No reason to get excited. <laughs> All right. So Huawei is announcing something. Um, like I said, we don't we don't know that it's going to be anything worth getting really, really excited about. Um, the Huawei P20, which should be their next um, flagship phone, is coming in March. Like, I think they actually announced that today that they teased it like that's coming in March. So um, at least they're going to announce it in March. So Huawei's going to do something. Um, and they've been, they've been trying to hype it on Twitter. Let's see if I can find some of their 
some of them tweets. Uh, but I'm assuming it's just uh, like a tablet or something. Mm. <laughs> like none of their teasers really say much. And they've been doing a countdown for like a couple of days here. Um, like one of the teasers says like experience and there's an X that, and it kind of looks like two laptops maybe opened up. That's why I'm thinking maybe it's just like one of their weird, like Android powered laptops or something. So. Huh. Anyways, that's Huawei Motorola. I, I still have not heard a thing from Motorola. And, uh, while we're not there and, uh, Lenovo, um, kind of runs the show there and we've never, you know, been the closest with Lenovo. We were always Motorola people. Um, I feel like Lenovo hasn't said much either. So if they are having a press event, uh, no one's really talking about it, which is kind of weird. But this is usually when they announce the new Moto G line. And you guys know we showed you, well, almost everything that Motorola is doing this year a couple of weeks ago. And we expect the Moto G to be around now, the Moto G 6 line. So I wouldn't be surprised if they don't announce it. I just don't know that they're actually hosting any sort of press event, which is kind of weird. I mean, the Moto G, I guess they didn't really last year. They just kind of announced just kind of blasted everything out under embargo, which might be what they're doing again. So mm. Moto G6 line, I wouldn't be shocked if that shows up on Sunday. And if it does, like, cool, it, it looks solid too. The Moto G line is always one of the best budget lines, probably the best budget line. I would agree with that. All right, so LG, uh, well, we already kind of know they're not due. I don't even know. I don't think they're holding press conference. Um, they already announced that a new version of the LG V30 is coming. And uh, it's just going to have some extra AI camera tricks to it. Well, that's the first of a bunch of AI tricks they're apparently going to roll out. And I think last night, they last night or the other night, they announced like a new version of their K series line of phones. I should have that for you, but uh, I also don't. <laughs> nope, thought I did. Womp, womp. Anyway, they, did uh, they did announce some stuff, um, and I believe that's what it was. It should be right. Yeah, the K8 and K10. So uh, those are mid-range phones, which you guys probably don't care about. They might show up at like Cricket or something in like eight months. So LG, not doing much, but we did learn last week, and we didn't talk about this because we didn't do a show last week, but uh, VentureBeat or EvLeak said that their next flagship phone will arrive around June or at least be announced. Currently codenamed Judy. Uh, we don't know what its name will be probably not g7 right we think they're completely ditching that uh, but he ran through some specs didn't he yeah he said like 6.1 inch 18 by 9 display snapdragon 45 4 gig ram 64 gig storage dual 60 megapixel cameras ip68 water and dust resistant stereo speakers which i love it that everyone's adopting stereo speakers hdr 10 imaging wireless charging what's a little weird though is he he noted that the display type will be an MLCD plus. So we, we've, we talked a lot in the last year about LG's OLED, their POLED panels, like Google's pixel two XL has it. The V 30 has it. What are we doing? Why are we ditching? Like I thought Google just gave LG billions to invest in OLED production. And uh, we're already running away from that and going with L- some new LCD tech. I mean, if it's good LCD tech, I'm cool with that. It just seems weird that LG was ready to like really push OLED and now their new flagship phone maybe ditching OLED. Kind of weird. And maybe just to try and differentiate a little bit more uh, than what OLED can provide. Maybe just because they know Samsung has the best <laughs> with those AMOLED panels. So yeah, gotta like you got to be the other guy. Make it like there's like shortage, isn't there? Almost every year of OLED panels because now yeah. Apple wants 
Samsung phones all have them. It's going to be harder and harder for people like Google, HTC, if they ever use them, LG again, to use OLED panels. So you would think they would want to, it would be a pretty good investment to make, I would think, to make sure you're the other guy that has tons of OLED panels that aren't blue when you tilt them to the side. Yeah. Even in the chat is asking why the uh, V30S or V30 Plus, you know, whatever this new V30 model is going to be called, isn't going to be called the V40. And that's because it's not a new V phone. It is. They have so many leftover bodies of the V30 uh, because they are not selling that they're just going to tweak the software a little bit, slap a new sticker on it and call it a day. So this is really just all there is to it. Yeah, so LG really did announce that a new V30 is coming this year. They also announced the new G6s are coming just in new colors, and there's no other changes. They just have new colors. Um, and then new V30. Did they call it the V30 Plus or are they not? They just said, oh, yeah, they said the 2018 version of the LG V30 is what they referred to it as. And they, they're just throwing a- AI stuff into it. The first one is called Vision AI. And it analyzes photos and stuff like Google Lens does and like Bigsby sort of does. It sounds stupid. Um, but they say the first of their AI things they're going to introduce. So they'll do other things. Like, oh, it also does like shopping or something like that. Um, and then they also announced that this new V30 will have a bunch of custom Google Assistant commands, which they did have a couple on the V30 to begin with. And they've got some new ones coming. And Google actually announced today, which we're going to talk about in just a second, that... Um, they're going to let a whole bunch of other companies do that too. Like if Samsung wants to have, they won't because they have Bixby, but if Sony wants to have, or HTC wants to have custom commands within Google assistant, they'll be able to build those out. So yeah, that the V the V30, it's not going to be any different. It's just got new colors and new software. Again, as Aiden points out, wait, so it's primarily software updates with Google phones. You don't have to buy a new phone to get new software. Exactly. This is why this phone does not matter. <laughs> But that's going to be the thing, though. Is LG going to, whatever this new AI stuff is, are they going to bring it to the old yeah. V30? I mean, shouldn't they, they better give it to the old V30. If there's no change in specs, I, I would hope that they would do that. Otherwise, I would be really pissed. That's like a good way to piss everyone. Because the V fan, like the V series fans, they're like loyal fans. Remember those old V series phones that I used to make fun of and like people got really mad at me? Like, stuff you don't things. Stuff things. You don't mess with those people. So, LG better deliver that stuff. Yeah, good way to get another class action lawsuit on your hands. Seriously. All right, so in terms of that stuff, I was just talking about the Google Assistant. So Google announced today, well, they announced, announced a bunch of stuff today. This is all supposed to be MWC announcements, but they announced it today. Thank you, Google, for doing it on Friday, not the weekend when everyone else will. So in terms of Assistant stuff, they announced, well, that they're going to allow mobile OEMs and, and carriers two new programs, one called Assistant Mobile OEM and one called Assistant Carrier, where they're going to allow OEMs to build out custom commands and stuff like that to interact with your phone, um, just like LG is doing. And then with carriers like, say, Sprint or somebody like that, you could say, like, what's you could do like the 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 Google command, pull up Assistant and say, like, what's my data usage for the month? And it could pull that up within Google Assistant, something like that which is kind of cool. I like that they're doing those integrations. And these are things like that are kind of done, like hopefully background ish where they don't, they won't affect like 
software updates because if google's gonna let people start customizing this stuff i hope that doesn't mean hold up in terms of software updates which we're also going to talk about later that everyone is awful at they're getting worse at i should say because they've been awful for a long time anyway so you'll have more custom um, commands and stuff depending on your phone and uh, carrier in the future uh google announced today that routines or google assistant routines they talked about those back at the october 4th event uh where you could say like I'm home and like, it'll turn your lights on. It'll play your favorite playlist and like tell you about your calendar or any reminders that you may have. That's coming soon. No, we're not saying soon anymore. That's in the next few weeks. I think we used to say soon. That's so, so those routines are coming. Um, they're going to do location based reminders through Google home. So I don't know if you guys know, but like on your phone, if you like say you're driving around or something or you're at home and you just pull up your phone's assistant and say, remind me to buy beer when I get to the grocery store you get to the grocery store, that reminder will pop up. But they're going to now allow you to do that through Google Home. So if you're in the kitchen, you can shout at your Google Home, like remind me to buy garbage bags when I get to the grocery store. And then when you get to the grocery store, that'll pop up on your phone, even though you did it through Google Home, which is cool. Uh, And then finally, they announced a bunch of new languages. They're going to support up to 30 languages now this year. And also, Google Assistant will become multilingual. So you can speak to it in German and uh, at work. And then when you get home in French, and it'll It'll be able to handle that. Lots of stuff, Google Assistant. It is kind of weird they already announced this stuff today, but again, thanks, Google. Yeah, why not? I mean, why you know why make everyone's weekend hard back in America? It's true. It's true. Thank America. you, Google. Thank you, Google. Uh, and other stuff, AR Core, which is Google's uh, augmented reality platform, it just hit 1.0, and in 1.0, it's now available to a bunch of devices it's actually 13 in total. Obviously, the Pixel line, Galaxy S8 line, Note 8, S7 line, V30, Zenfone AR, and OnePlus 5, actually. Uh, so AR Core is the platform that allows developers to build out augmented reality apps that you can then have lots of augmented reality fun with. So uh, that just happened today. We now have to wait for developers to publish apps to give you that uh, AR experience. But that's official. There's a Ghostbuster game coming that looks kind of cool. Everyone always wants to be a Ghostbuster capture slimer, don't they? I guess. It'll probably I, be fun two minutes, but exactly. It's gonna be janky as all hell. <laughs> but Google showed off say like a like a concept car that you could like put in a parking lot and you could like walk around it with your phone, right? And check out the concept car. I mean, like, I get the appeal of some augmented reality stuff. Oh, so I could take picture like with a car that's not actually there and like post it on Instagram and be like, yo, thug life, like check me out. I'm like rich. And, but no, like soon I'll need to like AR chains and oh man. It's a pretty good app idea. I like it. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, they also announced that Google Lens is coming to everyone. So Google Lens has been in a preview program. Well, it's still in a preview program, but it's only been really available, I believe, to the Pixel line. And Google Lens you can access through why is like every time I say Google now, it like fires up all my home units and stuff. Like I didn't say Hey or okay. I just said something and then Google, that's not good. Anyways, Google lens in Google photos, you pull up a photo, hit the little lens button. It'll let you translate text type stuff. You can highlight text and search for it. Um, it's sort of like, what was that thing called? Google, Google now on demand. What the hell was that thing called that we had for a while? Now, I mean, now it's basically just Google Assistant, right? And it looks at your screen. What was that? What the hell was that called? Was it Google Now On Demand? No. Um, I know what you're talking about. What was that called? Wasn't it just called Now On Demand? Maybe. Uh, 
Now on tap. Now on tap. Thank you, Scott Washington in the chat. Remember now on tap? Yeah. So it, it's like that where it scans your screen and then we'll tell you stuff about it. But it's basically just Google Assistant mixed with Google Lens. Anyway, that is coming soon to everyone like over the next coming weeks. So if you have Google Photos, you you will have Lens in there pretty soon. And what else? Oh, then they also announced that um, Lens within the camera will show up to um, some flagship devices soon. They wouldn't tell us who those are. I'd imagine Galaxy S9, V30, LG is usually pretty good at working with Google to adopt those new features. So I think that's it for Google. I mean, it was like all of that rolled out this morning. That's a lot. Oh, and they're also going to announce Android Go phones for the first time this uh, this weekend. Android Go are like the phones that run anywhere between 512 megabytes of RAM, and one gigabit, gigabyte, gigabyte. Um, so those really, really low-end cheap phones, they're going to run a special version of Android Oreo that's lighter with special Go apps that are lighter, uh, take up less space and all that stuff. So they're going to announce those this weekend. So that's a big deal too. I need to fire up the old OG Droid and flash this Android Go. It's got 512 MB. I don't think it would run. I don't think that OMAP processor is really going to be supported anymore. Hey, man, you never know. I just got to find some kooky developer over on XDA who will do it for me for five bucks. <laughs> Probably would, too. Yeah. Uh, so so that's the big stuff that we're expecting MWC. Some of it's already been announced. Some of it's just recently leaked. Um feels a little quiet for an MWC. I feel like because Samsung's coming back, everyone else was kind of like, yeah, we don't want to, we don't want to battle there. Let's, but also feels like the industry's shifting a little bit. Like Samsung's still doing really, really well. Obviously Apple is Google's now trying to do well. Um, LG can't, and everyone seem, else is dying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, LG can't seem to figure out what to do. Huawei's doing good, but they wanted to do better by coming to the U S and the U S basically just blocked them completely. Uh, we didn't actually talk about this cause we haven't had a show since this drop, but like all the heads of the, uh, U S government's like intelligence agencies all said like on the record, like, yeah, we don't trust Huawei and ZT. Like there, this was kind of like behind the scenes stuff floating around for a long time. No, they actually said it in a hearing, like don't buy Huawei and ZTE's products, which is, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I trust Huawei and ZTE stuff or not. I don't know if they've ever given us a reason not to. And they're all over the rest of the world. Like their products are everywhere else outside of the U.S. And the U.S. is like, no, China, we don't buy any of your stuff, which I don't really know how I feel about that. Like the rest of the world seems okay with their stuff. The U.S. government does not like Huawei. Yeah, it kind of upsets me because um, I don't know, am I like anti-American because I have a Mate 10 Pro in my hands right now and I've been using it for a week. They're and on you right now, apparently. Yeah, and um, I thought about that. You know, when I'm logging into the phone, I was like, okay, I was warned by the U.S. government not to use this, <laughs> but here we go. Like I typed in my Google account password and everything oh, seems boy. okay. Like I haven't seen a white van parked outside. <laughs> my house. That's only moved a couple of feet for the past week. So everything seems okay, but you know, yeah, you know, it's a really a topic that we know so little about because we we know that it's not just about the phones. We know it's more so about just like the entire uh, mobile communications infrastructure in general. Yeah, Chinese made parts being in America, they're and they're concerned about you know, maybe their own uh, Intel community people uh, not using the devices, not so much average U.S. consumers, because what secrets do we? We don't have state secrets. So I do. Maybe you don't. I don't. I do. But either way, um, 
I think it's kind of a, a dumb warning, right? Because like you said, we do see Huawei in all, every other country uh, besides this one available freely and readily and all that. So, eh, you know, if you want the Mate 10 Pro, go for it. I, by the way, I will have a review up the, uh, of this phone up next week, early next week. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, don't buy it. That's my that's my suggestion. Um, and that has nothing to do with the fact that the government says not to buy it. Exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm saying in my own words, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, Is it true that you can't look at notifications on the screen still, like full notification? I mean, on the lock screen, like full notification, like you can't expand them. That is correct. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, that phone would last about two seconds in my life because yeah. I remember that happening on one of their like I think it was the P nine P eight. I think it's a P8. I can't remember. One of those Huawei P phones. It was actually like really nice hardware. I remember like the notifications on the lock screen, not being able to expand them. I was like, I'm throwing this thing out. I think I installed a third party lock screen. Cause I was like, I can't do this. It's like a core function of Android. It really is. And there's a lot of that stuff. I can't, there's a lot of just like, you know, janky stuff and uh, I'll detail, I'll try and detail it all in my review. Um, it's just kind of a frustrating phone to use because of the software. Yeah. And that hurts me yeah. to say, because when it's they did, yeah, it was, or no, this is, the, the, this is <laughs> this something ain't else. No Oreo. This ain't no Oreo. I know I've been using <laughs> Oreo on the pixel two XL and that's a much different software. <laughs> So, and that's really the problem because when EMUI came out 5.0 and it was like this new thing on the, um, what was that? The, the mate nine, uh, last year, it, it was really nice and I really enjoyed it. Um, they butchered it to hell. So oh God, that's not good. Is what it is. Uh, I'll, I'll get more into that later, but, uh, back to the, <laughs> we were talking about Huawei. We right? about Huawei yeah. Okay. So they released a statement though. Um, and they said, Huawei is aware of a range of U.S. government activities seemingly aimed at inhibiting Huawei's business in the U.S. market. Huawei is trusted by governments and customers in 170 countries worldwide and poses no greater cybersecurity risk than any ICT vendor, sharing as we do common global supply chains and production capabilities. So I don't know. They seem to be in a lot of other places. They're the number three smartphone seller shipper in the world at this point. They may be even past Apple. They might be number two. I don't know. Yeah, they're not coming here anytime soon. They make is, a ton. They make a ton of phones. They make and sell a ton of phones, just not not in the U.S. And the U.S. just doesn't seem like they're gonna they're gonna let them come here. Yeah, Brad Harris in the chat uh, says, "Dang, May 10 Pro available today at Best Buy. Too bad Tim and the FBI say don't buy." <laughs> yeah, I mean that's something me and the uh, intelligence community agrees on. You probably shouldn't buy this phone. That's too fun. bad, really. I kind of wanted to play with that phone. Like, it looks like it's got a nice size. It's designed really well. But if the software is oh, yeah. that, I don't. I'm not even going to bother. The hardware's sweet. Um, the Huawei was kind enough. I don't know if they're doing this on every device that they ship out, but there's like a screen protector that's on there that I totally hate. Um, but it's not. You know, a lot of people like to put screen protectors I think they've been on. Leaving those on their phones for a while, haven't they? They Maybe have. They I'm just not a fan of that. Uh, God, I ripped those things off. I know. Uh, but because, of course, it's a review unit, I'm sending it back. You know, I'll just keep it on for them. But uh, the hardware is great. You know, we we played with it a little bit at CES. And finally, after like a month of waiting, we got one in-house. And it's a, you know, it's a it's good hardware. It's just what I expect from Huawei. Huawei's gotten really good in the hardware department. But, uh, yeah, that software, uh, it, it's pretty bad. Yeah. So. All right. Stick to the pixel. <laughs> All right, HTC news. Uh, HTC, they 
Are, are we ready to say like HZ is done in the U.S.? Like, have they exited the U.S.? Do you think? Oh yeah, like well, I mean, considering they basically fired all, all their U.S. employees, well, laid off. Excuse me, not yeah. Fired. So two weeks ago, almost two weeks ago, the HGC's smartphone boss he, he quit. He resigned. Uh, Chilin Chang, I believe his name is. He he resigned, and he said like I'm gonna go do my own thing. Like I want to do an AI startup or whatever. Uh, look, he's run the smartphone division for at least a couple of years, I believe, and. I mean, like nothing's improved there. So we probably, I don't, we, they won't say like that he was like nudged out the door, but he probably was. Um, so he resigned two weeks ago. And then today, um, HTC confirmed to digital trends that they laid off a whole bunch of us people. Um, well, actually they said a restructure in North America for the HTC smartphone business will centralize the reporting structure within the region. <laughs> so they did have some, well, it means they're merging smartphone under VR business, it sounds like. Uh, Digital Trends had it at anywhere from a few dozen to maybe 100 people all got cut within the U.S. It's basically HTC Global is all that's left. So if you if you were an employee that fell under the HTC Global uh, section of the company, you're fine. If you were HTC USA, you're apparently no longer around. So, yeah, it just, you know, like the HTC U11 Plus launched and they didn't do that here. I, you know, we threw a big fit about it. Um, but now it just feels like if you're going to cut the U S team outside of the global people, like, are you, are you actually going to, you know, sell phones here anymore? I like, how, how do you do that? You don't like, I, I guess I don't really know the breakdown of the global versus U S people, like how that breakdown was like how influential or differentiated their, their jobs were. But, uh, right. it kind of seems like agencies probably like, yeah, we don't do this anymore in the U S it's not going very well for them, right? I mean, uh, like they did just launch that U11 Life phone on T-Mobile, but I think that might be the what? Like their, <laughs> just yeah, kidding. exactly. I think that might be their only. Is that their only carrier partner at this point? Like the U11, I don't think was sold by any carriers, was it? Nope, not that um, I know of. I know Sprint had a phone not that long ago, like the Bolt or whatever, like that thing. Oh yeah, the Bolt. So yeah. I don't know that they really have carrier partners. Um, and you know you can't really sell a lot of phones in the U.S. without a carry partner. Like Huawei's sold Honor and Huawei phones unlocked for a handful of years now in the U.S., and they probably sell some because they're usually pretty affordable. But their whole goal was to get on a carry. They're like, look, we have to get on a carry to be taken seriously in the U.S. And if HTC, who just keeps losing money on top of money, if they're not on U.S. carriers, they don't stand a chance either. No, they it's don't. too bad that that's the way the U.S. smartphone market works, but it is. It truly is. So anyway, that, that news dropped today, though, that a bunch of their U.S. people are gone. So it sucks. What's sad news? I know, uh, as we all know, uh, Kellen was most excited for HTC in 2018. And uh, I will never let him live that down for writing up that piece. <laughs> I mean, I saw it's the... pretty funny, actually. Yeah, it's hysterical. I'm still excited for what they were going to do. Like if sure. they have another, phone, I don't even know if they have another phone plan. This I think I think Ev Leaks has probably said like there's a U12 coming. It'll probably look sweet, but at this point, like I I, I know. I mean, like all these things keep happening now. Like I mean, like that piece aged so poorly. Like my excitement went Wait. from like this is gonna be awesome to like yeah. Jesus, you guys, just you're just <laughs> killing me over here, HTC. It's pretty, it's pretty bad. 
Yeah. Uh, HTC is one of those companies I I always liked. Uh, I don't. They're like the one company who may go away that I really really don't want to go away. Like I've always appreciated their hardware and their software a little bit. I may have had differences with them. <laughs> You've been so critical of HTC. That's because I want them to be when better. When was the last you time know? you used an HTC phone? It's probably been like five years. Yeah, maybe like the HTC Ten. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, I got an Oreo today. Look, I've got one right here. Oh, there you go. Or no, um, the nine maybe. <laughs> yeah, probably like the one M nine. Which yeah, either ooh. way. Uh, one M seven was great. Um, that was the sexiest Android phone ever, according to every tech blog in the world. So, HTC uh, yeah. is one of those kind of. I don't want them to go away, but they 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 are. I, I feel like the writing is on the wall. Uh, at least in terms of America and U.S. market, yeah. you know, because if they can't get on a carry, if they can't, they can't make a hit. And that's what it this is. This seems more real than ever, don't oh, you think? Yeah. This one, like oh, we've yeah. talked about the death of HCC for probably like four years now, because they they can't seem to get anything going. Nah. But this, like, they, I mean, they've just been cutting, firing, laying off. It seems like, and then they sold half of their employees to Google, which is still weird. But, you know, like, I don't know who's left. Like, that's the other thing, I guess, to throw into this is, like, HC not only just laid off their U.S. team, they already sold all their other employees to Google. Like, who's left at HTC? Who's left? I, I have no idea. They've got their president, CEO, person. I think. Man, I think she's still there. Okay, she probably is still there. And um, we know that they have one uh, PR in-house PR person for their global. And I think that's it. So those two for sure are there. I think that's it. And their Vive team. Yeah, that's right. The Vive team is there. Yep. For now. So yeah, there you go. HTC. Yeah, it's not looking good. In uh, other news of companies who can't sell any phones, Essential. Oh. Now, the Essential phone now comes in. Well, it did come in a whole bunch of different colors. Well, four new colors. So they announced, uh, was that this week? Last week. Last, last week, week they announced three new colors. So Ocean Depths, which everyone was really excited about, yeah. that like tealish color with the gold trim, that launched. It already sold out, though. So if you're listening to the show now, I apologize. You can no longer buy Ocean <laughs> Depths. But they also announced Stellar Gray, which is like that matte gray one with the black trim on it. It's really hot, actually. Yeah, it's hot. And then copper black, which is all black with gold trim, also pretty hot. I would, I will say, like, well, I, I think ocean depths is like the ugliest color. Actually, that's not really fair because the ocean depths color they keep showing online is ugly as hell to me. But the real version is more like a light teal. It's actually kind of nice looking in person. Anyway, those three colors, and then Amazon also got their own special color, which is called something gray. Okay, it's like another gray. Um, and it's the stellar gray, but with instead of a black frame, it has a silver frame. And it's also like 150 bucks cheaper than these. Yeah. That was like a wolf gray, they call it or something. Wolf yeah. something. It oh. might be something gray. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, the central phone comes in a whole bunch of different colors. Then. Yeah, it's great for a phone that uh, is almost <laughs> truly terrible. Yeah. Ocean Depths did sell out, though, they said. They did say that. Now, how many did they make? I mean, come on. Like, the phone already wasn't selling. They're going to come out and make, like, thousands of new colors. I mean, uh, yeah, well, four new colors in thousands of units. That seems ridiculous. Halo gray is the other Halo one. Halo gray. Okay. Halo gray. That's, um, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, they want... So, the essential phone is 500 bucks. These limited colors, they wanted 600 bucks for them, which is kind of crazy. 
Uh, <laughs> Halo Gray, though, did not get the price bump. Um, and it was like discounted at one point at Amazon to like 450 So if you want, it still is. So you want that fresh Halo Gray, 450 And it apparently comes with the uh, Amazon suite of apps or at least the Alexa app installed. But I think TechCrunch said you can just uninstall that. So oh, well, there you go. It has that silver trim, which isn't as nice as that black trimmed out one, but whatever. Excelsior in the chat. Uh, he says uh, 50 shades of gray. That would have been a, a pretty sweet. They really should have done something like that. Yeah, that'd been a good color. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's what Essentials up to. New colors, always fun. Uh, Android Pay this week fully switched over to Google Pay. Did you get the update? I did yesterday, I think. I, I'm running the Mate 10 Pro, so everything has to go through a Chinese server first. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not seeing Google Pay. I still have Android Pay. Damn, you're right. Everything really does have to go through some remote server. It really does. I could show this for a second. See, GPay. Oh, nice. Anyways. So yeah, Google Pay is out. Uh, and when you get that update, if you're confused, it just it's a rebranding of Android Pay. Although it is the app is totally refreshed. It's much better than the Android Pay app was. Like it's just cleaner. Like it's not just a bunch of giant credit cards that you have to like shift around and stuff. There's like multiple pages for things. It's actually a pretty nice uh, upgrade to the app. Um, if you have Google Wallet, which you some somebody uses to send money to and from their friends. Uh, no one uses Google Wallet, by the way. It's going to change to Google Pay Send or something like that temporarily. And then they're going to build in that functionality back into Android Pay. Like, remember when they separated it? It was like Android Pay. It was like Google Wallet did everything. And they're like, no, these need to be two apps. And so then they make Google Wallet and Android Pay separate. Now they're recombining them hmm. for Google Pay. So, All right, then. I mean, seriously, does anyone use Google Wallet? Does everyone just use like Venmo and crap like that now? I love Venmo so much. Um, I don't use anything besides Venmo and PayPal sometimes. But right, well, I, I mean, I just assume that's what everyone uses. They're the same damn. I mean, I keep saying, I keep saying this because I feel like no one knows. Like Venmo is PayPal, like it's owned by PayPal, but it's Venmo. I know it's like different, but you know, like everyone has this thing. Like I hate PayPal. I love Venmo. <laughs> PayPal owns thing. Venmo. Yeah, like they've done a great job of not telling anyone that like PayPal is behind Venmo, but. It does seem that way, huh? Yeah. Because everyone hates PayPal, but everyone's like, I love Venmo. Well, that's a PayPal app. Yeah, I wish Google would make their own little kind of <laughs> and someone's going to tell me that Google, like Gpay or whatever. Yeah, it's Google different. Wallet is their vent. Well, yeah, it's obviously not as easy to use. And- exactly. That's what I'm talking. I mean, we need like a ubiquitous Google Pay app for sending money quickly to and from other people. Yeah. Eddie in the chat asks, what's so good about Venmo? It, it, everyone just uses it. That's why. Exactly. I mean, that's like everyone it became the go-to app for friends to just send cash to each other. I don't know that it's like better than Google Wallet. It's just that's what everyone uses. So it's like we all just kind of ha- that's like it feels like the app we have to use because of that in a way. Yeah, there's nothing great about Venmo whatsoever. Right. Um, it just it just works and everyone has it. It's what it's the millennials, you know, blame the millennials for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry that we like things that just work. <laughs> are bad yeah all right so earlier we talked about um android updates and how terrible they are uh made a comment to it so computer world jr Raphael at computer world puts out this he calls it his report card like twice a year i think he does it um and he looks at 
you know, like how companies are doing updating to the newest version of Android. And he looks at just like their flagship. He looks at like their current or newest flagship and their previous gen flagship. And then he grades them, you know, like A, B, C, D, E, F, A, B, C, D, F. There's no E in grading. A, B, C, D, well, exceptional. Excellent. Yeah, but not really, right? Like the grading scale. Why did we skip E in the grading scale? Has anyone well, ever brought that up? Uh, no, I don't. I would have had a few back in the day if we did. <laughs> but I would have got an E, damn it. <laughs> not that. Uh. Um, so anyways, his new report card's out, and uh, it's it's pretty fascinating stuff, actually. So we've been tracking since August. Uh, we've been putting together with the Android distribution numbers every month. We update a chart that shows you like over time, like the adoption of all Android versions. And we went back really far. Now it's, we're cutting it down because, you know, Android versions are disappearing from distribution. Um, but like we've shown this trend that these new Android versions are just not getting adopted like at all anymore. Um, and so his numbers like kind of <laughs> confirm that, but in a really really bad which makes the manufacturers look even worse so google got an a which is great right google they have their own phones it's their operating system they update them really quickly um the only points he really dinged them for was the fact that like google's really bad at communicating like what's going on with their updates and and i would agree like there's like previews that come out and then when it launches you're like well am i getting this or am i flashing something it's weird um so anyway they got an a then the next company on the list is OnePlus with a D grade. Uh, and, and we're talking in order. So OnePlus got a D um, and he, the OnePlus 5 got Oreo within 138 days. Uh, randomly, the OnePlus 3 and 3T, I don't know if anyone remember this. They actually got Oreo before the 5 and 5T did in 91 days. Anyway, they got a D. I think he gave him a D because like their communication's bad, which I don't think their communication is that bad. Like they're on their forums, which is where all OnePlus users hang out is on their forum. Anyways, they got a D. Everyone else got an F. <laughs> so HTC got an F, Motorola got an F, LG got an F, and Samsung got an F. And like the trend is like these companies are all getting worse at updating. Like Samsung still hasn't officially updated a flagship in the US to Oreo. I know it started kind of rolling out in Germany or something and it's but we're talking about like in the US no Samsung phone currently runs a stable version of Oreo it's February like this came out in August and not only did it come out in August there was like three or four dev builds and betas like from March so we're basically we're almost at the year mark that Android Oreo first debuted as a preview and Samsung doesn't have it on a phone yet like that's terrible so anyway, S8 Note 8 don't have it. Obviously, the S7 doesn't have it. Um, LG hasn't shipped it on the G6, although the V30, there was a beta, I think, in Korea, but they haven't shipped stable Oreo. Motorola did get it on the Verizon Z2 Force, and today, I think you wrote up that the AT&T Z2 Force got it, but like last year's Moto Z, no. HTC U11 got it pretty quickly. The HTC 10 finally got it like today. Like HTC's been saying Oreo's been coming on the 10, and no one got it until today, which is why I have it right here. But. Man, I will say in the uh, in the footnotes of that, that post that we referenced in our article, Sony uh, did get, if they were uh, going to be part of the whole write-up uh, that Computer World did, they would have gotten a C grade. Yeah. Um, so he covers U.S. flagships as well. Yes, of course. Yeah, we have some people in the chat curious about Sony and Nokia. Oh. Uh, but yeah, so Sony would have had a C. Um, they don't provide a letter grade for Nokia, although I They're guess pretty it's quick. not that terrible. 
So. Yeah, so they're pretty quick, and Sony's actually pretty good about updating phones, which is, again, why, like, if Sony makes cool phones again and they brought them here, it would be fun to talk about them because they actually do update, and they run beta programs and stuff. But uh, for the big manufacturers that we know in the U.S. that have a name in the U.S., they all suck, and they're getting worse. That's not good. That's not good at all. I mean, thankfully, Google's making great hardware. Like, again, I wrote up the piece where I talked about, you know, Pixel 2 is my favorite phone. And then we also did a piece this week that said, like, which phone should you buy this week or right now? And we are like, Pixel 2 XL. Like, it's the phone. And, and a lot of that has to do with software. But Google's also got great cameras. And, and I like the design, all that stuff now. But if you care about software, like, you kind of have one option at this point. And it's Google's phones. So it's an interesting point. Yeah. It's too bad, really. I, I don't so, know how you it i mean so i also i wrote an article this week about android one phones and kind of reminisced on the old google play edition platform um and how like the whole goal of google play edition was like we all wanted like samsung's phones and htc's phones because google made crappy phones at the time but we wanted stock android and we like got that with those right like we wanted samsung's cameras or whatever we wanted boom sound whatever it was um and so we got that with google play edition and like then that died and android one's here and it used to be like a budget thing but now android go is going to be the new budget version um and so android one we're starting to see it branch out with like the moto x4 is not a budget phone by any means right and like that runs like stock android um and it's supposed to get quick updates and all that stuff so like android one is kind of shifting and into this like platform where I think Google, I really think Google is going to use Android. Yeah, there goes my Google home again. And all I said was, I think Google weird. Uh, what I think Google is going to do though, is start partnering with companies potentially like HTC who's dying and LG who's struggling. These companies like, look, let us do the software and you guys just put together awesome hardware with great cameras and whatever hardware features you want. We'll do this awesome sar- software to make it easier for you to update and all of this stuff. I think that's where Android One is going. Um, anyway, so if they were to do that, then maybe some of this update situation over time changes. But for now, I don't really know. It's just a sad state of affairs. I mean, you and I make fun of this every month. Like when those distribution com- numbers come out, we laugh and we make light of the situation every month because it's like the newest version of Oreo is like up 1% or whatever. And, it's, and we're like, again, we're how many months into this? Six. Thing? Yeah. So pretty bad. But uh, well, we make fun of it because it's so pathetic and it is like a real issue. And, uh, and we talk about it seriously as well. It just so happens that uh, when those distribution numbers roll out, we like to make light of it uh, for someone. And I guess that's just our sense of humor, but it is a serious issue. Obviously it is. Yeah. I mean, it is like when you're talking about security updates and things like that, it's a big deal. Yeah. New of the new, you know? Yeah. Oh, Android. Speaking of Android though, uh, updates, there was a Google issue tracker thread issue created um back in last november and uh, somebody suggested to google why don't you make an official dark mode that we can change to which people have been asking for forever and google was like testing one actually as far back as marshmallow like remember there was like a preview of marshmallow you could turn dark light theme on and off um anyway so somebody respond a googler responded to this person in november last november and said Hey, we'll look into this. It's like, what do you mean you look at? You've been looking into this for like three years. Anyways, this week, I think yesterday, yesterday, uh, they actually responded again to that thread again and said like, issue fixed. We are going to implement this into a future version of Android. So we're actually going to get a dark mode in official um, Android build. We don't know if it's P, probably, but 
they're gonna actually put a little little toggle. Very taking exciting. a yeah, taking a play right out of One Plus's playbook. Playbook. Yeah, One Plus uh, has they've implemented it pretty well. Yeah, no, it's not bad at all. Um, I'm happy about this because I'm all about the dark modes. Uh, you know, if I'm scrolling through settings, I don't want to be blinded um, by white or sort of this light gray UI. Not a fan. So, dark I'm dark, mode, yeah. I'm, yeah, dark mode everything. Twitter, freaking everything. Yeah, keyboard, all of it. Speaking of keyboards, oh. swipe, uh, swipe, folks, swipe the keyboard that uh, that was uh, one of the first apps that we covered like heavily because you could sideload it and there was different colors and themes. Remember when swipe, like there was that dude, I think it was at XDA and he just kept making different colors of swipe. And it was like, but you had to sideload each individual one. And it was like the coolest thing ever. And then swipe got mad. They were like, don't do that. You can't do that with our product. And they tried to like ban him and all this stuff and tried to break it. Anyway, it was great. There were those good times. Swipe's gone. <laughs> swipe. Uh, I've called it quits this week. Uh, Nuance bought them years ago for like a hundred million dollars, and uh, yeah, no, they're they're dead now. They called it quits. Uh, the weird thing is, like, they called it quits on the iOS version of Swipe at the beginning of the month, but like on that same day, they announced that like a new big update was coming to Android. Then I don't think that version of Android ever like actually shipped out. Oh, um, and somebody at Reddit like asked swipe like what's up and somebody in their support wrote back and said yeah we're actually done we're calling a quiz and so we reached out to nuance and uh it took them like three days like somebody told xda right away like yeah no it's dead and nuance and i like they sent me like three emails like we're really working on this it was the weirdest thing ever and they finally did issue a statement it's like lengthy two paragraph thing that uh basically confirms they called it quits it's kind of sad i mean it really was like one of the first apps talked about they were the first swipey one now everyone does that and everyone copied them but why is it they couldn't like patent copyright trademark whatever they could that swiping thing and just make i guess the the originators did sell the thing for a hundred million dollars yeah sounds like they did all right uh yeah i don't know i'm not much of a knowledge on ip law or anything like that so seems like a technology that maybe again could be yeah patented like everyone did that shortly after this is all i mean gboard works great for me i haven't used swipe in you know past five some odd years or something but i remember it fondly and um i'll always i'll go to my grave saying that swipe was cool back then we did a poll this week asking uh which keyboard everyone uses and 61 percent using that gboard keyboard swift key up there 26 percent flexi flexi my boy Right there, four percent been revived. Apparently, Tim and I found out, or, or we had forgotten it was revived. Swipe there, four percent. Other Kruma, Cheetah. It's so funny. Like we put Cheetah in our poll, and it's like got twenty-two votes, or like one percent, or something. But if you look on Google Play, like Cheetah's like one of the biggest apps in the world. It's like five hundred million to one to a billion or something. People have this thing installed. It's kind of crazy. Apparently, it just must be, yeah. Yeah, it must just be preloaded on devices, maybe in China or just somewhere in Asia, South Korea, maybe or Asia. I mean, or Europe. It's got to be used like by someone somewhere. Yeah, because it's 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 a big one. Yeah, the download numbers are insane, and the reviews are you know very positive. Oh. I just remember when I made like SwiftKey I've dealt with off and on and I was a big flexi guy for a while, but then it was like Google Keyboard hit this point, like even before it became Gboard. It just got good. 
like Google finally made a good keyboard and everyone could have it. I've just haven't had a reason to switch. And like, I feel like I've installed keyboards in between and I always just go, I don't like the way either the way it swipes or the way it taps. I don't know what it is about other keyboards, but I always like, it's like the way Google's works is just what works for me. Uh, let's see, AT&T shared their 5G cities this week. So AT&T told us they're launching mobile 5G this year before anyone else. And we all kind of laughed at them. We're like, haha, sure you are. Well, they told us that it'll be in Dallas, Atlanta, and Waco for sure. And they will announce the other cities later on. Uh, the, you know, the thing about that is like, we know a 5G phone is not coming this year. Like Qualcomm, who controls all that said like, no, it'll be next year probably like late 2019 we'll get 5g phones but att will launch mobile 5g and talk about how awesome they are and then they'll probably launch like a hotspot little box or something and you'll be able to but think about that though like if they launch real 5g that's like as fast as real 5g will be i'd buy one of those hotspots like if portland was on here and att was like we're bringing 5g we'll say i would totally do it in the probably ditch comcast because 5g we're talking like multi-gigabit potential I don't think AT&T will deliver those speeds, but like, it's going to like if when 5G, we haven't like really talked about this, but like grand scheme of things, when 5G is actually here and everywhere, like your home internet, you probably won't need anymore. Like it'll just, you'll have like one build for like your phone and internet, I think, because it's going to be so fast and powerful that like, that's all you're going to need. It's probably gonna be stupid expensive for the first like 10 years, but. I call BS on all that, right? So we've, we've had 4G LTE for quite some time. And as we now know, thanks to Open Signal's latest uh, state of LTE report, the U.S. average 4G speed is around 16 megabits per second. Holy moly, that is terrible. The highest in the world is like 44 megabits per second. That's like South Korea, uh, Norway. I mean, these people with... Uh, with infrastructures that are obviously just better. They don't have as much area to cover. And plus when you have a dense populations only in like, like kind of one or a few Metro areas instead of the U S it's all very spread out. A lot of big cities. So we have really crappy speeds right now. So when you start talking about oh, 5g, you're like, you're going to be able to get rid of Comcast. Like, no dude, like that's what we thought may happen with LTE or people try and do that now with their LTE, but the speeds are pathetic. And so what we know is that theoretically what we expect from 5g probably will not be what we actually get. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm expecting to be let down by what 5g offers, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. And that's probably the like proper way to prepare yourself for 5g because they'll all over promise just right. like LTE is one of like the biggest scam things ever, which is like another topic I'm probably going to dive into a second, but like theoretically is how I should say 5g theoretically should be all you need. Like yes. it is such a leap over LTE that like it, sh- it really should like you should have probably you'll have obviously a connection but like verizon's fixed 5g like assuming they someday get that to actually be the actual 5g standard that could be like all you need like it'll just control like it'll be it should be so powerful but like you just said lte was kind of supposed to get us there it hasn't gotten us anywhere near that i mean like verizon's still in my house today after all these years i pull like five down and it times out on the upload. I mean, like that's how bad my Verizon LTE. AT&T at my house is just as bad. And T-Mobile is pretty good, but it's like that coverage from LTE never really got here. The other thing that I was going to say is like the, my least favorite thing about all of these carriers right now is they talk about like gigabit LTE. We ran this test and we hit a gig down and we're doing all this stuff. And it's like, look, 
you guys are talking a lot about gigabit LTE. And of course, you're going to start doing the same with 5G. Why is it that your network, even though you keep telling me you got LTE advanced and LAA and all this other gigabit crap, like where is it? Like, where is it? You can't just have like one tower in like Chicago that pulls in 500 megabytes down, right? Like, I it's, so yeah, it's a bit frustrating. So I, I feel you. You should uh, prepare to be let down by 5G. At least for the first couple of years, right? And then think about you know when LTE started rolling out with Verizon. Uh, every other couple of weeks, we were writing up the new markets that LTE was coming to. And all, and it was like a big celebration for everybody. Oh, 4G is coming to my city. So it's oh, going it to be really fun to talk about. I hope we get a yeah. hype with 5G again. That'd be cool. I just expect it to be a super long, expensive rollout. Well, the other thing I would point out is that don't be surprised if there are speed caps um, that you pay for, like tiers, like your Comcast internet. Like, you know, we you, there's, you have tiers, right? Like I pay for the highest speed I can get of Comcast, like 250 megabits down, and it's stupidly expensive. Uh, I, I will not be shocked for a second when 5G rolls out and they're like, look, you can have gigabit speeds on your phone, but... <laughs> Which tier do you want? The 25 down, the 50 down, the 500? Like, that's what they're going to do, I think. Like, instead of um, instead of it being... So they'll do, like, a terabyte limit like Comcast does for your home internet. But, like, um, terabyte um, total, like, um, down, uh, like, a data cap. But then speeds, I bet they'll tier it. I bet it'll be just like home internet. Because it, it'll be fast enough. It can't. They can do that. It's going to suck. It's going to be really expensive, I think. Like, 10 years from now, that's what we're looking at. Yeah, like I don't think I don't think 5G is going to be priced like 4G LTE. I don't know for sure. Like I haven't I haven't heard anything. My guess, like my gut tells me that you won't just like buy a 10 gigabyte package. You're going to buy a speed. That that's what I think they're going to do. Makes sense. Which you know, as long as it's not stupid expensive is fine, but that's my guess anyway. And 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 instead of like Comcast how they like cap everything at 1 terabyte, mm. It'll like it'll be more like 100 gigabytes. Like you'll pay for like 500 megabit connection, but you'll only be able to use like 100 gig in a month or something like that. Hmm. Probably gonna suck. Thanks a lot, FCC. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's see. Oh, and big news that we didn't talk about because we didn't have a show last week. YouTube TV, our favorite thing ever, uh, picked up all the Turner networks. So TNT, TBS, uh, CNN. Cartoon Network, True TV, Adult Swim. It's got a lot of good stuff now. And the price, if you already subscribed, is still only 35 bucks. However, if you don't sign up before March 13th, the price will go up to 40 bucks uh, per month. But if you're already subscribed, YouTube says like, no, you're good. You got in early. You keep that price. Uh, if anyone's not on YouTube TV already, do get on that right now. Like it is, it's getting good. And now with the, the- all the Olympic coverage. Yep, all the Olympic coverage with the Turner stuff now, TNT. Oh, man, like, I mean, there's uh, any movie you think of, like, you want to watch, like, it's on there. Like, it's so this comes, this is a very personal uh, thing for me. So, recently, Netflix removed Family Guy off of Netflix. And this is a problem because every night I would go to bed watching Family Guy. I've been doing it for the past five years or something like that. I go to bed watching family. Even when Kellen and I travel, we go to hotels and stuff. I have to go to bed watching family yeah. guy. He, and he, he does do that. Yeah. yeah. And he just has to deal with it. Um, so, uh, they removed it. 
a couple of days ago, and for some reason I didn't even think of this, but I've got YouTube TV, and they've got a lot of episodes on demand. Um, it's not going to be season one through whatever with all hundreds of episodes, but there, there's a solid amount of Family Guy on there. So I've just been using that. So really, YouTube TV has come in so clutch. I was like, oh, no, do I have to get Hulu for my Family Guy? I was like, oh, wait, no, I got YouTube TV. And I absolutely love the service. I think that, I mean, the UI is great. I use it, of course, on Android T- uh, Android TV as well as my phone here and there. But, like, the service is awesome. I haven't had to deal with the customer support yet, so that's a plus. And it the UI is good. Like, it, the app is good, unlike PlayStation View. I hated the app experience, the UI experience. Like, it's just, just a really well-thought-out experience and uh, TV service. And it seems to only be getting better, right, with new channels, and so get in if you're interested, just try it out. You get a you get a free trial. Try it out. And maybe you can ditch your ditch your other cable provider. Yeah, I mean thirty five bucks a month and to lock in that price. I, I almost think like everyone should actually try to do this. Yeah. It, all the apps you need, it casts really easily. Like the apps are really, really nice. Has all the local stations. Like PlayStation View, I like it didn't have local channels live for like the longest time. Like YouTube has them all, at least not in every market. I should say you need to look that up. But like Portland, it's got ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, all those local networks are live here. It's it's pretty legit. And it's getting NBA TV soon and MLB network soon. Like those will just be included. Mm-hmm. And then they're also going to add like NBA League Pass. We want to subscribe and MLB's whatever their pet league pass thing is. MLB. Yeah. yeah. And you can share it. Uh, someone was asking if you can share YouTube TV. You can share it. Like I share it with uh, my girlfriend. I just give her account access so she can watch it while she's at work and I can watch it here and do whatever. I mean, it's really sweet. Google like actually did something really cool here. Not that they don't do other cool stuff, but like this is something that. You, you know, it feels like it's actually thought out and it's supported by Google and, and it's great. And so, they seem fully like prepared committed. to hammer it through to every household. Cause it's now up over a hundred markets. I think it, it's legit. It's one of those few things that's come out in the last couple of years that I like has changed. I don't want to say like changed my life, but it's like an integral part of like, like I said, it had all the Olympics covered. It just had the NBA all-star game. It'll have the NCAA men's basketball tournament. It's got all the movies. Tim just talked about. I mean, it's like, it's got all the stuff and it's got DVR included. Like it's, it's legit. Yeah. Uh, as people keep mentioning in our chat, uh, still does not have Viacoms, no um, MTV, sure. uh, you know, uh, other exactly. channels like that. And that, that of course is a big deal. Um, or TV or travel. Or right. Food. So, so it is missing a few things, but since, you know, the Turner broadcast network channels came, I mean, that, that, that's a good sign that, uh, maybe, uh, maybe some more stuff will come, but with that, you can expect more pricing increases, right? Yeah. I mean, Google has to pay for that stuff somehow. So right. I'm already paying $35. I would gladly pay 40, 45 tops, you know, to have all access to all those channels too. That way I don't need a subscription, you know, for Hulu because someone in my house does need to watch MTV and all of the stuff that kills her brain cells. So when, you know, instead of having to, buy multiple subscriptions things i would love to just have one and sort of streamline my monthly subscription yeah. experience so yeah i think google's gonna it's 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 obviously gonna be tough for google because as people keep saying like i want food hd travel the viacom stuff like the price is gonna have to go up but i'd imagine what they want to do is try to keep it around well now it's going to be 40 but if they start going up too much it's going to lose some appeal but i guess even if it's under 50 bucks and they add some of those channels that's still cheaper than most of these other ones so 
Yeah, um, Birch are saying DirecTV now still has the best channel lineup. Uh, it's totally possible. I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm not a DirecTV person. There's something about it. Maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it was just where I was raised. We did not have DirecTV. Like, it just wasn't even an option. So when I think about choices, it just never even pops up in yeah. my mind. And YouTube TV doesn't crash all the time. Like DirecTV yeah, now is probably stable. I think we've talked about this on the show, but the reason like I can't do DirecTV now is because they used to, at least I don't think, and I still don't think they do, have the local NBC sports network to watch right. the Blazers. So, and YouTube yeah. TV has that. That's a problem. And I don't know why DirecTV now, oh, I guess we've talked about DirecTV now and Comcast hate each other. And yeah. NBC Sports Northwest used to be a Comcast sports channel. So. Yep. Uh, Jeremy uh, Jeremy Bittner in the chat was asking, uh, Tim, what is Android TV and how much does it cost? Uh, <laughs> Android TV. I, I just use Shield TV. I don't know. Maybe that's your question. But I just use a Shield TV to get the Android TV platform, hook that up to my TV, and, and that's how I watch YouTube TV because there is a standalone app for it. I don't have to cast anything or anything like that. So it's great. Yeah. What, All right, is Android uh, TV? what is Android TV? <laughs> All right, final topic. Uh, Google I.O. registration application process is now open. In li- or did it close already? That well, should be open for another couple of days, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you're open until the 28th or something. 27th. 27th. So you got a couple more days. So Google I.O., uh, just like always... It's a drawing. So you put in all your information. You like throw your ticket in the uh, hat, which they will put a hold of up to like a thousand bucks on your credit card. If if you're not a, if you're a student, it's like three something, three hundred and something. Uh, but if you're not a student, it's like over a thousand bucks now. And they'll put a hold on there. And then if you win, they just like charge you. I think they may confirm, but I think maybe before that. Actually, I don't know if they actually confirm. I think you're just telling them like, yeah, charge it if I win. Uh, but it is a drawing thing. It's a lottery, so. If you want to do that, though, you have to get it in before February 27th. And Google I.O. is, what is it, May 8th through the 10th this year, I believe? Correct. So that that's open now. So go to the Google I.O. site if you are interested in attending Google I.O. That's a that's a lot of money, man. Um, I was trying to think about what Google gave to <laughs> attendees last year. It Google was a, a Google Home, mm. a T-shirt, water bottle. And was that was like that it? Oh, we got a Google Photos book, twenty dollar coupon thing. Yeah, but I think the last couple of years what they've done is um to developers, which they actually do care about, is they they gave them like so much like Google Cloud, cloud credit. Yeah, so that if when they're developing and they need whatever backend stuff, I have no idea how that stuff works. They give them like that. So I think that's actually the value there is actually quite a bit. Yeah. But. Uh, believe they did that the last couple of years is so developers actually get like free google services that they need yes. which deal but yeah for you and i were like Whoa. well i mean i'm just saying like if you're a non-developer and you want to attend google's big event you know try not to expect too much like you know physical monetary value to be coming back at you maybe a little bit maybe a google home mini or something i don't know but don't expect too much it's not if like not back- a developer you probably shouldn't go to google like it's probably no stupid way. like no. i get student and you want to just throw out 300 bucks or whatever but you should if you're not a developer you probably should not be paying the like 1200 bucks to go to google I- like it's not for you it's not I like i disagree a, it's like stop going off google home what i, I think google io is a total google wonderland and like if you're a google fan android fan there's so much cool stuff to look at people to talk to there's concerts there's there's food there's music i mean and it takes place in a, a fantastic area at the shoreline amphitheater it's quite the little three-day experience so it it it's it 
it's like I, I do get what you're saying, but like go buy a pixel book with that money or something. Yeah, I mean, if you have enough money to go to Google I/O in the first place, I'm, you probably already have know. a Facebook. Yeah. So just do it all. You know, why not <laughs> as well? Yeah, but then again, it's a drawing too, so it's not like anyone can just buy these tickets. Anyone in the world can sign up, but only a you know a certain number of them are going to go, like three thousand people. So it's very special. Oh, it's so special. <laughs> Uh, you know, give, and we're the people who spend like an hour there tops because we can't stand the heat. We're there for the keynote, a couple of little things, and we can just get the hell out of there. But yeah, you should go. You should spend your money to go for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Any, uh, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, again, like I said, uh, May 10 Pro review coming up uh, early next week. Um, other than that, I don't think I have too much to talk about. I hope everyone has a really a good weekend you know uh if you haven't seen oh look at that thing look at this thing that's look a pink lgb30 it's raspberry rose oh. v30 lg71 just for the hell of it i guess nice that's great looking yeah they said we might be able to give one away soon so stay oh. tuned on that i mean i know we're giving away two v30s with at&t but lg was like hey we're gonna send you this and we might be able to give one away soon so that's not really a teaser because I don't know for sure, but they kind of said like, we might be able to give one away. So That'd if you be do, because cool. you can't buy that color in the US. Like Damn. they gave a couple away, I think um, on like a Twitter contest, That's but you can't buy raspberry rose in the US. So if we do give one away, it'll be like, kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, nice. I think that's it. So yeah, MWC this weekend stuff happening Sunday. We're obviously not there. We'll still cover and share whatever news comes out of it. And then next week, uh, that MWC continues. So there's actually next week should actually be pretty fun in terms of news. Like if you're just an Android news guy, there's going to be lots of stuff probably happening for the first couple of days next week. Should be fun. It's going to be a blast. And then after that, we're just creeping towards that galaxy S nine launch. Which oh, will goodness. be fun. Yep. Good times. All right. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, Joy Live Show episode 165. Peace.